Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. There the once was a man named Ross. Uh, whose Tobin and wife were both lost. Right. He then touched the rock and offered his cock to Becky, but it came at a cost. Oh, that's not bad. It'll have to do this week on King Me in the Tall Grass. King, King me. me! Welcome to King Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast, the official podcast of Kinging Me, the official podcast, of course, of um, Lin-Manuel quality rhymes from your two boys, <laughs> the official podcast Danny and Robbie. of um, just fields, lots of fields. <laughs> um, you know what? I thought this was going to be a movie more so about uh, secondhand news by uh, Fleetwood Mac. Mm, mm-hmm. Because a lot of, of talk of yeah, lay me down in the tall grass and yeah, yeah. let me do my stuff. <laughs> let me do my stuff. Is that that is the worst line in the history of recorded music? By the way, I can only hear like sex past whining. Where it's yeah. like, let me do my stuff. Ugh. Please. Oh, yeah. Like Stevie, I, please lay me down. Let me do my stuff. I imagine him just going like, all right, let me do my stuff here. <laughs> so, ah. He opens up uh, like a, an old leather doctor's bag and pulls out the silliest, like Dr. Seuss, goofy dildo you ever saw. <laughs> He's got, like, let me do my stuff. Timey, like, he look those doctor's masks, the ones that look like a, a bird, with, you know, the beak. Oh, that they yeah. Just, like, shove, maybe, like, maybe more rounded them. on the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's Va-va-va. a little, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little, uh, it's a little medical. It's a little, uh, eyes wide shut, you know, Stevie Nicks, uh, obviously <laughs> hey. known for like, you know, she's got her witchy business, but like, there's always that, uh, that rumor or whatever that she used to get like, uh, cocaine, like blown up her ass. That was like a big thing uh, for a while, uh, mm. which I think I think is true. I think she, like it's not. <laughs> that's not just a rumor. Yeah, I, think I mean like, that's not like a that's not like a goofy one. Like Rod Stewart getting a gallon of semen pumped from it. Right? Was it, it from it, or into his stomach? <laughs> yeah, it was into his stomach. <laughs> he had to go to the hospital and be like, he, he slammed down just like a briefcase full of money. Uh, like, <laughs> empty it out. Yeah. He's like, I my he's like, my voice is so goddamn raspy. I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. I need a throat coat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fill yeah. her up. Right. I, Premium. I, I need a throat coat because I am the throat goat. Let's go. Oi, I'm the glizzy gopa. Oh yeah, he is British, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I don't care for that. Uh, <laughs> you a Rod Stewart fan? Um, I like a handful of the songs. I, uh, you know, uh, Faces that um, mm-hmm. you know that they have some good songs. I'm not like a big Stewart guy though. No. Do you like when he does that Bob Dylan song? Which one? I don't, I don't know what off the top of my head. Uh, forever young. Uh, oh, 
No, that's a dumb song. <laughs> uh, um, do you right, when well, he does that uh, Tom Waits song? Uh, yeah, actually, I don't hate it, but the Tom Waits one is a lot better. It is a lot better. I am delighted to talk about that because that is a Tom Waits song I actually like. Yeah, you're not a Waits it's guy, his right? Least, you hate White, uh, Tom Waits. I, I don't hate him. I think he's a goofus. I, I think his whole deal is kind of... Yeah. It's it's silly to pretend you're a hobo. <laughs> it's just silly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not... I, listen, I... I'm not knocking it. I, I totally get that. But it's... To me, that's like the same thing as Kiss, where you're like, I want to see, like... I want to see them dressed up like demons or whatever, and like the Star Child. I want to see Tom... Wait, that's not the... No. It's that's not, not the, the same, same. thing? How is that not no. the same thing? Uh, well, okay. How is a demon different from a hobo? What are you fucking Eric Adams over here? <laughs> I have to explain this to you. Yeah. I d- <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, okay. You, you've, I don't want to get political. Yeah, I don't want to get, political. I don't want to get political, please. All right. Uh, but unfortunately, this week on King Me, we're talking we're talking about an anti-abortion film <laughs> written by Stephen King and Joe Hill. Yeah, so this adapted is, from a story by. I mean, this is an episode of King Me because Stephen King t- has seniority over Joe Hill, but it's also mm. kind of like a like a, a bit of a Hill of the King uh, episode as well. It's Hill of the King Me. Hill of the King Me, exactly. Um, Bobby, so, what? <laughs> Wait, huh, Becky, Ross, <laughs> a boy named Tobin. Yeah, Tobin's a bad name for a kid, huh? It, it's a funny name to hear yelled for two hours or whatever. <laughs> Tobin, dude, <laughs> lot this, of yelling. Was this a ten-page screenplay? <laughs> it's just people yelling each other's names. I got it. all right. I don't want to jump to the end here, but I got to tell you, this is the second time I watched this. I watched it like when it first came out and then, you know, for the Mm -hmm. episode here, I kind of liked it. I liked it more this time. (laughs) You liked it all the way through? I think, well, okay. I don't, I don't think it's like a high quality movie by any means. I, but this is like, to me, this feels like a, like a, a Stephen King movie from the eighties, you know? Where yeah. Like, okay. That, okay. I, whenever I'm like, whenever I'm watching a movie and I'm like, this, this movie kind of sucks. I try and like, all right, what if this movie was made in like the seventies or eighties? Would I still think it sucked or would it just be like kind of a fun, you know, stupid movie to just like, you know, like an escapist kind of hour and a half hour, 40 minute fucking, you know, dumb shit movie which I Mm -hmm. feel like this is, or like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, and like, like an eighties horror movie, it has really reactionary politics. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very Reagan. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, speaking of reactionary, I don't know if this is actually going to affect the video or if it's just on my end, but you've been frozen for quite a while. Oh no. Yeah, like a full minute at least. I just noticed uh, uh, as you were in the middle of your thought, I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, that's so weird. I'm not frozen on this end. And you're I mean, not, that's great news. You're not frozen either. Me. So, 
Uh, well, I know I'm not frozen. <laughs> All right, you're back a little bit. You're back a little bit. I don't know what to do about that. Uh, Just hold still. Hold freaking still. it out. All right. Yeah, you're scatting too much over there. All right. Um, I won't move. Okay, so yeah, it, it does have like a real throwbacky kind of feel. I'm frozen? No, I will appear frozen because I will stop. Moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like the dumbest. Okay. Ones. I yeah, we're leaning too hard into the video component here. I I just did a yeah. visual gag. Yeah, you got to check that out on the YouTube uh channel, folks. Oh yeah, this one will be on the YouTube channel, won't it? Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. Due to it being free anyway. Wow. That's right. That's cool. Um um so yeah, yeah I I agree. It feels very throwbacky. Um it's not the yes, I guess I do think that the, the the script is probably very thin. Like this is an hour 40. That that script is maybe 60 pages. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a lot of walking, a lot of screaming each other's names. Uh, you know, but imagine nonsense. just like it, it really is just like you got to write. I don't know, five pages, and then you can just like copy and paste stuff from those five pages <laughs> right. in different orders. All right, we're gonna do the scene. Mm, over. How about a yeah? How about a Tobin here? <laughs> uh, maybe three more Tobins. Yep. Uh, get a how about a Becky. Get a Becky in, so it's not just Tobin. Right. You get a Becky. You got Becky get, Tobin. Becky right. Tobin. Right. Yeah. A Travis. It's it's musical. A Cal. Um. <laughs> Ugh, Cal. Cal. We'll get into it. I know. So he's a bit of a ladies' man, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly how I would describe him. <laughs> this guy, he is all about the ladies. Mm, hmm. Um. So. Yeah. In the tall grass, adapted from a novella of same name. Yep. Written. For, imagine. For can you imagine? This is another for, Netflix. Uh, Stephen King. Uh, uh, partnership here, uh, Joe Hill, Stephen King partnership. Yes. Well, I mean the book, the novella wasn't written for Netflix. No, 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 no. The adaptation. What do you think the process is like? You're Joe Hill. You're an adult already, and you yeah. go, Dad, <laughs> Papa. <laughs> can we write a book together? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I have to imagine that it was something that the publisher was like, why don't you guys write a book together? And that way, mm. you know, uh, we could have both of your names on the on the cover, and it'll be like a big thing. And yeah, then they're it'll like... It'll be like Paper Moon. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, they're like, all right, well, what if there was tall grass? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did corn already. Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, the initial setup is very... Uh, children of the corn like oh yeah we we got a weird church yep there's like a kid got, in the field like calling them into the, you know and then like for the entire movie they are just walking through this field of tall grass mm-hmm. um, it is funny like the sort of like one degree changes that get made from like other stephen king stuff it's like um Lose the actual corn cobs, the ears of corn. Let's right. get rid of those, and we'll just have grass. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the couple in the car will be brother and sister, but one of them will think they're a couple. 
<laughs> right. Um, um, so, something that gets lost, I think. Yeah. Kind of getting ahead a little bit, but they are supposed to be um, Irish twins. Like they were born like, you know, like a year and a half apart or whatever. Oh, That's yeah. To the, um, yeah. But also, I think it's rude to pin this on the Irish. <laughs> Yeah. Irish twins is when you have sex with your sister <laughs> or want to. Right. Irish twins have sex in the womb, right? Mm. I, I don't even want to tell. I don't even want to tell you what a French uncle is. <laughs> oh, man. So it, this movie is directed by Vincenzo Natali. Vincenzo Natali. <laughs> Dan, do you, Sorry. Know who, do you know who that is? <clears throat> um. I e, e, no. He directed, Tell me who he is, Rob. He directed the movie Cube. Ah, think, yes. Which this movie feels kind of like Cube in yeah. nature. <laughs> like, it's 2D Cube, right? Like, I don't want to get into the 2D thing again. No, but. no, no. We can't. We can possibly. We we already. Yeah, we beat that into the ground. But yeah, uh, tube. <laughs> That's the last thing I'll say about a tube. Tube. Uh, but yeah, this feels like, uh, you know, it's like a group of people lost in this space that are like trying to figure out a way out, but like everybody's motivation is a little bit different and they're not being, uh, forthcoming. Um, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's, yeah. It's I, the implication of the movie cube to me. Would you say that most of these characters have motivations? Um, do they? yeah, I think. I mean, outside of getting out of the tall grass, um, I mean, they're not, I wouldn't say they're super strong motivations. I mean, Cal, uh, brother Cal, Cal's is pretty yeah. motivated. <laughs> He's I would call him a highly motivated young man. Um, yeah, Ross. He Ross is motivated, of course. He must be right. Uh, Ross. So let's let's um let's lay it out a little bit. Okay. So, um, our, our, our story starts, uh, you know, we we're introduced to Becky and Cal played yep. by Lazla de Oliveira. Uh-huh. Lazla. Damn. Lazla. Uh, <laughs> you're doing, you're doing me. I know. <laughs> that's my, that's, I'm the, I'm the annoying one. <laughs> I'm always singing. I know. You um, a, okay. You have that those pipes. Mm. I well, I I do have perfect pitch, and I am an empath. Uh, these <laughs> right. Are two so things about me. Yes, a few things about me. I'm an empath. <laughs> I I mean, I won't, do. I have those pipes. Um, yes, I do. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. Thanks. Um, and then so Lazla plays Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's hard not to. I know. Um, and uh, her brother Cal, played by Avery Witted, mm-hmm. um, they're the first to go into the field. We they also are. have, we also have, um, who's in this thing? Patrick Wilson. He's the big name here, right? He, yeah. I mean, he's the guy who, any, I think nobody else in this is really a known actor, right? It's, I mean, yeah. Patrick Wilson is kind of the guy. You're not a Will Bowie Jr. fan. <laughs> I mean, I am now, but I'm I am in I am in Tobin Nation for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a Toehead. 
That's what we're calling ourselves. <laughs> uh, toss me in the toe bin. I'm I'm a fan for life. Right. That's what we <laughs> it, like. The Bay Hive. We're the toe bin. We're right. just kind of tossed in there. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. He's the only name, and he is styled to look like um a guy who's in like um it's like the, looked, a stri- uh, like straight category gay porn on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those videos um, he's, where it's like like a man and a woman, but like the focus of the camera is on yeah. the man. You know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, so we're yeah you don't even need to look at our search histories um yeah he just looks like they say he's like a real estate guy right and he's just doing like the most like ned flanders yeah real estate's the game classic king guy just like uh yeah i mean um he he's like he's kind of uh yeah i mean like he's a a bit of like a I mean, he doesn't get into any of the sales stuff, really, but he seems like he's a little bit of like a huckster, you know, kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, he's got, you know, he's not a con man necessarily, but he, he's motivated by money. Um, mm-hmm. That's his, his main thing. Um, and that, so, yeah, we have him, we have his wife, Natalie, who really, Natalie gets the, the fucking, gets the shortest uh, shrift out of, out of everybody here. Um, I'll tell you what, that is like one of the more brutal deaths I think I've seen. Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty gnarly. (laughs) It's like the kind of thing you like think about, like, that would be crazy if that could happen. Yep. (laughs) Um, We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, But I was like, I was like, I feel like that's the moment if you're Vincenzo Natale, that you're, you're reading the, the novella and you're like. I kind of want to film that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I kind of want to do that gore a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. We, um, we also have... Oh, so, uh, uh, so we have Natalie, played by Rachel Wilson, and then Travis, played by Harrison Gilbertson. Uh, a, a guy I don't recognize from anything? No, it, I mean, he, he's going to be in that new uh, movie Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, Who's but, it playing? Uh, it just says actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's uh, playing an actor in. He's one of the. He's one of the crisis actors from the Nakasaki bombing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Not cool. Not cool. Okay. Um, not cool. That's not the clip <clears throat> for this week. No. Um, yeah. So that's our. That's our. That's our cast. We got a small group of group of characters here we we start with becky and cal who are driving to san diego um with becky having left her deadbeat boyfriend in the dust yeah apparently uh the boyfriend couldn't handle the fact that becky got pregnant and he was like the guy he's like uh i don't know he's in a band or something and he he's just like totally freaked out by the by the possibility of having a kid and all that stuff. So he's just like, I can't handle it, man. I'm out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she is in the passenger seats, uh, visibly pregnant, while Cal drives and eats a big hamburger. We get um, we get a real close up shot of him wolfing on that burger. It's Very effective. So, yeah, it's so gross to see somebody eating. Like that, like a close up of somebody's mouth when they're taking a bite of a sandwich in a movie. It's always gross. Yeah, it's it's really gross, and it um, spurs Becky to barf. She's like, "Can you pull?" She's like, "You got pull over right now, man. That was disgusting." Yeah, she throws up. And oh, sorry for smacking my mouth into the microphone after I talked about delicious throw up. <laughs> it's um, so gross. <laughs> nom 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 nom. <laughs> Burger, Where, disgusting. Where's that pile but, of puke? Mm, uh, the rarest delicacy, a pregnant lady's puke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clip. It's, it's so nasty. they pull over and yeah. uh, Becky hears a little boy mm-hmm. calling out from the field of tall grass. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. On the side of the road, he's like, help me, help me, distressed child. Becky, her hormones uh, surging due to being pregnant, right. says, I must protect the child. <laughs> right. She has mom brain already. I, going- I must protect him. Yes. Yeah. Um, a, a decision no sane person would make. Um, and she's like, we got to go for it. Cal's like, all right, cool. They park the car at a church across the street where a bunch of other cars are parked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go into the fucking tall grass they're looking for they this go, kid. They go in the tall grass. And they, they um, immediately get separated. Like one goes in and then like maybe 10 seconds later, the next one goes in and they're immediately separated from each other. Which I'm sorry. If we're to believe that he is obsessed with his sister and also they're just like very close anyway, like... How are they separating within five seconds of getting into the field? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But as soon as, so they start like calling each other's names. They're like, where are you? And like the sound is coming from like different directions. And they're like, okay, let's jump on the count of three. And they do that. And they're like, okay, uh, do it one more time. So I know exactly like where you are. And they, the first jump, they're maybe like 25 feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. And then the next jump, they're like, like a hundred yards away from each other. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and they, you know, haven't moved at all. It's pretty creepy. Right. It's, um, it is, it is pretty good. Like you kind of know before they even do that, what's about to happen. Right. Um, but it's still, it's still very effective. Like it's a great way to sort of like visualize what's happening in a way that's not like, um, Special effecty, yeah, you know, right. That's like an easy enough, like, you know, just a practical effect that kind of, you know, through the magic of editing, looks, uh, you know, gives it, gives it a little creepy feel. Yeah, totally. And, it, and they're, immediately, um, they're like, they see that and they're like, wait, what? What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, listen. Here, here's the thing. We should not look past the fact that, um. We also get Becky saying stupid limericks for oh. no good reason. Yeah. Um, Which is why we where was the, went ahead and... Uh, the first... I know it, it was about a guy who spilled gin on his weenie, but what, what was the first Yeah, there once... 
Oh, well, I, I'd be happy to tell you. Oh, uh, there once you. was a guy named McSweeney ah. who spilled some gin on his weenie. Uh, and just to be couth, he added vermouth and slipped his girl a martini. Nice. So he... He fucked her with... This is the... This is like... A vodka-soaked or a gin-soaked peen. <laughs> Here's what I'm realizing. Yeah. Joe Hill wrote this limerick in an attempt to gain his father Stephen King's approval. Right. He needed his his dad's acceptance. <laughs> and Stephen King was like, that gives me an idea for a horror story. <laughs> I I could see like this whole thing is like some sort of a tribute from Joe Hill to his father. Like you had corn. I've got tall grass. Uh, <laughs> what if I uh, made up really stupid limericks and uh, you know, uh, it's just short of calling like a, a lady's tits, like bazongas or whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. bullshit Stephen King. <laughs> Jahoobies, I believe yeah, it was. Jahoobies. You're talking about yeah. from Salem's lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, Jahoobies. Yeah. It's Jahoobies. Um, yeah, and then and then like slipping in a little bit of incest for good good measure. <laughs> yeah, you had he who walks behind the rose. I have he who is a big rock that just sits there. That's right. It, I mean, like you have children of the corn. I mean, tall grass, buddy. If I got tall grass, you know who I'm calling? The fucking lawnmower man. Come on. Oh my god, that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. He would have munched his. He would have munched them to freedom. That's right. That's that could I, be the end of another limerick. <laughs> and he, and he munched her to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to re- reverse engineer that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to write a horror story, and then the rest will come to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what the fuck were we saying? Uh, we were just talking about. Um, so uh, Cal and uh, uh, Becky, they're like walking around the grass. They lose each other. They're they're trying to find the kid Tobin, and eventually, um, the Tobin, Tobin finds Cal. Tobin and, and he Tobin brings Tobin. Cal to the sorry just big uh, rock. yeah. He's <laughs> doing a little sort of ambiance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the whole movie is. Tobin, Tobin. <laughs> Well, so I think they, they're separated, right? They're trying to find each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal finds Tobin and um, what's her name? Help me out here. Um, Becky finds Ross, well, who again is Patrick Wilson. Yes. Um, and she gets like, she's a little freaked out by Ross. Like, what are you doing in the tall grass as well? <laughs> and he's like, I'm looking for my boy. Um, and it, it, Ross is like, he's pretty chipper. He's like, I know the way out. No problem. Yeah. I mean, he's giving off like dad energy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, Hey, you know, listen, just stick so with again, me. We're I'm seeing, sure we're going to find our way out of here. Yeah. Again, we're the, seeing the personal yes. angle of this story where Joe Hill, the scariest thing to Joe Hill is having a normal dad. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so what if my dad didn't write a scary story? <laughs> what if he was just a real estate agent? Um, so Tobin takes Cal to the big rock, and Tobin touches the rock. What a sentence! I know, I know. That's that's my cellar door, baby. <laughs> um, but then, so 
uh, Cal is like, we have to, uh, tells Tobin that we have to find Becky. And he hears Becky screaming. And Tobin's like, I'm sorry, we're too late. And he's like, what, 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 like, what are you talking about? What's it? And, and it cuts to like, a, a, to daytime and a truck driving down the road. And that this is where we meet Travis, who is, uh, the, the like the deadbeat boyfriend uh, of Becky, the father of the baby and such, and he is looking for uh, you know Cal and Becky, and he eventually like he as he's driving through uh, town here, he passes by the church, sees their car, and he stops. And he's like, "What the like where where did he go? Or you know where did they go?" And he looks around the church, no no sign of him there, and. Uh, uh, he sees like a book that she had. It's like on the side of the road. It must have fallen out of the car. Um, yeah, it's for no seemingly no particular reason, isn't it? Like Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, or Jane Eyre, yeah. I think. But oh, it's, yes. it is Jane Eyre. Yeah, okay, yeah. maybe Same. not for no reason. I don't know what that one's about. Uh, it's about. Is it about uh, a brother trying to fuck his sister? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, well, I've never I, read I just, Jane Eyre. I'm sorry. I've just never done it. <laughs> <laughs> I did just open the um, Wikipedia page to quickly see if there's anything. Oh, if there's no, a you know, connection. Any, yeah, and the first thing under plot, uh-huh. the plot section of the of the page is yeah. Jane Eyre is divided into thirty eight chapters. So f- figure it out on your own time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We got to keep this train moving. Yeah, this is that's one book that you will not hear us read on our new show on Patreon, The Greedy Little Book Boys. That's yeah, right. Look, we don't talk about the book. We don't talk about the book, but we will talk about the book podcast that we have started over on the Patreon. Okay. So. We don't talk about the Jane Eyre book. Right. That's what we mean. When we say the book, that's, capital B, we mean Jane right. Eyre. Right, the good book, Jane Eyre. Um, it's yeah. a good book, apparently. <laughs> Have you heard the good news? Jane Eyre is in love with Rochester. Ah, ah, ah. Um, so uh, Travis is looking for them. Then he ends up walking into the this tall grass, and he's walking around. He keeps he can't find you know uh, can't find them, and he eventually stumbles onto Becky's dead body uh, gasp I know. oh becky this is after so after walking around for hours yelling becky right becky uh he finds her body and he goes becky <laughs> oh becky I mean, th- this movie does like it it, it fucks around with time and like it just kind of keeps going around in a circle mm-hmm. uh, because so travis sees that then he sees tobin and we saw tobin a little bit earlier and uh he was like filthy dirty you know like he was covered in like dirt like he had been in the tall grass for many days and yes. now he's a more like a cleaner version of tobin you know like what's mm-hmm. going on here um yes and um he also the f- the first tobin we see Touches the rock, right? And this, nilly, and, yeah, and knows his way around the field. Yes, and this this Tobin has not touched the rock, um, mm. and he's he's just as lost as everybody else. Um, so uh, 
<laughs> we cut to Cal and Becky walking into the tall grass again. Uh, at this time, they hear Tobin, but they also hear Travis. And they're like, how how did you get ahead of us? What like What is happening here? And he's like, just don't come into the tall grass. And they do it anyway. And they're like, all right, we're coming. All right, fine. <laughs> if and, you insist. Right. So they... Uh, they actually, so they find, um, they do find each other. So it's at this point, it's Becky, Cal, Travis, and Tobin have, are in like a small group together and, um, they're trying to find their way out. So, uh, Travis puts Tobin up on his shoulders and he's like, what do you see? And there's like a building like off in the distance and they're, they're, they start heading towards it. Um, and then at this point, like they're walking for a little while, not like, you know, they don't really go into enough. I think with like Travis having just seen Becky dead and now she's not dead. Um, yeah. He doesn't really miss a beat with that. Does he not? He doesn't get too hung up on that, which like, yeah. he's just happy to scream her name at her yes. alive face. Exactly. Yes. Um, then we get uh, then uh, Ross. Uh, he pops out of the grass and he's like, "Hey guys, uh, what are Ross you? Uh, yeah, are you uh, you trying to get out of the grass?" And they're like, "Yeah, we we're heading towards a building over." And he's like, "Well, that's not the way out. I know the way out. If you want to follow me." And, uh, and he's like, he says something about having like the golden ticket out, and he walks them through the grass to this big big rock and it's got like carvings in it like stick figure carvings mm. in it yeah um and he, he so we've he's like yeah, we, he's amazed by the rock though he's like this rock is probably the center of the continent like we where we are right now like like this is older than anything you know this is older than the the native american tribes that were on this land you know however long ago like it's been here forever mhm um and everybody's like we don't we don't give a shit about the rock we just want to get <laughs> out of the yeah. fucking grass um but patrick wilson's like well you have to touch the rock then you'll see everything right and and everybody's kind of like nobody's really into touching the rock <laughs> But um, someone walks toward it to touch it, yes? And then I forget if it's it's Travis. It's Cal who almost touches it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Cal, this is now the second time Cal has almost touched the rock. Not to his knowledge, right? The first Cal. Yeah. Fucking beefs it, right? He dies? Yeah. We don't see what happens to him, but I assume that he ends up dead. Same thing with like that original Tobin. Um, Yeah. Um, everyone gets completely fucked in the first round. Yeah, nobody makes it past the first round. You got yeah. So they, they respawn and then they start over. Um. So yes, then Cal almost touches the rock just before he can. Ross's poor, ill-fated wife Natalie appears. Mm. Yeah, uh, she pops out of the tall Natalie. grass and she, she. Yeah, my beautiful wife. <laughs> um, Vincenzo and Natalie. Um. Ah! Oh, he named his, he named her after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I've always wanted to get my head squeezed. <laughs> oh, why don't you squeeze my head? Why don't you squeeze my head? 
Shoot my eyes out like two meter ball. <laughs> Arancini. Arancini eyes. See? Oh, my God. Um, Chame. 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 Que cosa vai? Que cosa vai? De verdad. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so Natalie comes out and she's like... She stops. We should have... Yeah. Vincenzo... And Javier Bardem they should. in conversation. <laughs> Two of the greats. Two of the greats. <laughs> yeah. We should, I mean, yeah, we can, maybe we could do that. We could get, uh, maybe we could get Bobby Mamone. Uh, Whoa. A round table? A round table. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a dinner for five situation, you know? I'm wondering, should we release that footage in this episode? Should we cut to it? Uh, wait, the, the Mamone footage? With a round table between oh. the greats. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. We can. Yeah. M- Who's moderating? Is Mamone moderating? Yeah. I can't remember. Mamone moderates. This is, uh, this is all in the can. Oh, yeah. He, mamod- he moderates. <laughs> he moderates. I'll be your moderator for the evening. <laughs> Bobby. Um, <laughs> we can't possibly. No, no, no. We couldn't possibly. But, <laughs> but we do it like... Uh, that 70s show or that 90s show where they oh. do like the camera on like the swivel thing. <laughs> it's just I don't like, know about you, but everyone I know is talking about that 90s show. Oh my God. Um, and, and the lack of Danny Masterson, where did his character go? What happened to him? <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> Who can say? Uh, bye bye, Danny. <laughs> bye, Danny. Um, so, uh, Natalie comes out like she she jumped like uh, pops out of the grass and stops Cal from touching the rock says like don't do it um, you know he's trying to uh, uh, you know you he, hear that I do hear that are, are those the races going off yeah 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 that was a wheelie <laughs> not a lot of people can do that <laughs> you can tell just by listening you're so, you're like a gearhead now. <laughs> well, I, I'm joking. They can all do it. They all do it all the time. Yeah. Um, You've seen Creed, right? Oh, yeah. When they all do wheelies? Yeah. Down frickin'. Down, what down street that, is I don't that? Know, whatever. What is that? Probably Chestnut. Yeah. Market Street, maybe. That's a, good, that's a pretty good movie. I haven't seen it since it came out. I remember really liking it, though. I really liked it, yeah. yeah. It I didn't see the sequel, though. Did you see the part two? No. And there's a third one coming out this year. Threed? Yeah. <laughs> Threed. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's both E's. I mean, they didn't do that, but they, yeah. they fucked up by not doing that. Oh, we gotta, we're on fire with yeah. this this movie marketing magic. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, Hollywood? <laughs> Let us know. All right. We, uh, we should consider abandoning our lives and done up. and done say no more <laughs> just showing up in hollywood with the the clothes on our backs yep and the idea to put the number in the name of the movie and change the name of the movie even if it came out uh not that recently that, that's like a bad sketch of like somebody moving to hollywood from the midwest just to get into like uh, like movie uh, marketing, but that's their only thing is like 
they can only add numbers to existing <laughs> movies to, for the sequels. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like pitching like Citizen Kane one, and you just put the one in there somewhere. Yeah, you. I mean, the first I in Citizen is just the number one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, as you said, this is a bad idea for a sketch, so we <laughs> needn't belabor it. Right. Um, so, right. So Natalie says that, like, uh, you know, don't touch it. Um, and then Cal, or not Cal, um, Ross, uh, Patrick Wilson, who, I, like, I, I really did enjoy Patrick Wilson's performance here. He is just, like, he keeps, like, swinging back and forth between, like, you know, like the, the dad kind of stuff and then like fully on board with whatever the tall grass <laughs> yeah. is going on <laughs> yeah he's like totally he's like singing uh like the uh credence like the midnight special or whatever like and he's like ah you know i used to play in a band christian rock um you know we had big aspirations of uh you know whatever and then you know got uh you know natalie got pregnant we had tobin and then i got into you know real estate and that's been working out pretty good for me anyway let's check out this big old rock (laughs) (laughs) yeah just the idea that like his his um his dream profession and the profession he ended up in yeah were um basically like scamming people right yeah like preying on people's like wants and desires right to uh yeah. yeah yeah um Right, yeah. So we do, yeah, that's, I do like that. We get this one little breadcrumb that he's prone to um, fanaticism. Yes. Um, of the religious sort. And so he, he says, like, once you touch the rock, you'll see everything. You'll know everything that the grass knows. And the grass knows everything. So uh, not, not a bad deal. All you got to do is touch that rock, baby. And it's kind of a no brainer. Kind of. And, and yeah. Natalie, Natalie's like holding Tobin and, um, you know, she doesn't want, uh, any, you know, she's like, he, you know, Ross changed. I saw what you did and she's referring to, uh, Ross killing one of the versions of Becky. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe many versions, we don't know because, uh, like new versions keep, no, they don't exist in the same time period, but like people will die and like, <laughs> like basically respawn, you know, start right. over. Um, so yeah, uh, Natalie and, uh, Tobin, they, they run to join like the other, the, the other people here and Ross gets a hold of Natalie and just, and cru- like squeezes the side of her head, the sides and just crushes her head. And like it's brutal, man, makes her eye pop out. It's it is fucking pretty gnarly. Like, could you imagine? Like Tobin, poor think boy. Think of Tobin. Think the of poor the boy, boy. Just saw his saw his mom get her head smushed like a freaking sandwich on white bread. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, after he. Sees his mom get her head squished like a sandwich on white bread. Um, Travis sort of like jumps in to like 
try to take Ross down. Yeah. Ross very quickly <laughs> pops his arm out of his socket. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's it's it does not take long for Travis to get sort of like knocked out of the fight. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You're right. It actually Travis. Yeah, the thing with Travis happens first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Patrick Wilson pops Travis's shoulder out, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you touch this fucking rock." And <laughs> that's right. That's and right. then, and that's when like there's you know Natalie and Tobin try to run off, and then that's when Natalie gets her head crushed. That and then our group smushed, smushed, um, like a sandwich on white bread. That's right. <laughs> like a sandwich. <laughs> uh, did you notice that like all the like all of the the sort of like uh viscera that comes out of natalie's head it are the contents of like an italian sandwich on on you know like a crusty, like that good Italian bread. It's like prosciutto and marinara. There's some cheese in there. It's like, I saw some like shredded basil. It's, I mean, it's a nice sandwich. It's a nice sandwich. And then, well, did you, did you hear the, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I, I just, I, I, I like the, it's, it's only like, it's a quick thing, maybe like two seconds on screen, but you could clearly see all of the ingredients of the sandwich coming out of her head. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I just well, thought it was yeah. like a nice thing for Vincenzo Natale to give a little nod to his homeland, you know? Totally, yeah. And it's like um, the sound cue for that. Oh, yeah. When it's um, it's a mandolin doing... Right. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like when Alfred Hitchcock puts himself in a movie. <laughs> right. It's a little... Vincenzo Natale puts his lunch in the yeah. movie also. He, in all of his movies, that's sort of his like signature thing, is that like he's always... <laughs> like If you watch Cube, uh, one of those rooms is like a delicatessen. There's like mm. dried meat hanging from... There's just all... legs of prosciutto di parma. Right. And it, it's... I mean, you... I, it's kind of like uh, if you went into an Italian deli, like you would see the dried meats hanging from like, uh, like over the counter or whatever. But since it's cube and there's no real like up or down, it's sort of hanging from all six sides. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is it cube also? Is that the one where um, it's like people are, it's like a hallway of doors and there's like um, the Italian prime minister is chasing a woman in a bikini out one door, but then uh, he goes into another room and pops out of a, a yeah. hallway yeah, yeah, door that, down the hallway. Yes. The hall- is that cube too? Yeah, it is. It, the, okay. That hallway is what connects the cubes. So like the doors that they run, they're running into cubes and running out of mm-hmm. cubes. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing. Okay. Know, yeah. Attractive. Uh, right. It's ladies. the, it's the bunga bar, bunga bunga sequence. Yes. 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 Okay. The bunga okay. bunga sequence of cube. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit, that's good. A little bit of context on Vincenzo Natale. Right. Uh, right. Vincenzo Natale, uh, you know, born January 6th. Uh, always remember. Um, <laughs> 2022? 19, no, no, 1969 in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Oh. Um, oh, 2020. When was the... the 21. 21, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's a weird birthday to have, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, my birthday ruined. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. A Pelosi, Pelosi. No, no, no. <laughs> Mamma mia. 
I'm not doing that. See, but all see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Right, so... uh, It's also worth noting, I think, in this scene... Yes. uh, A nice little Vincenzo Natale flourish, that it happens at night, and there is that moment when the moon hits their eye like a big pizza pie. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's sort of when I was like, all right, this this guy's a bit of an auteur. (laughs) Right. This is a man with a clear vision. Yeah, it's... uh, Right, you think of like a movie that's you think of like a movie. <laughs> it, it's called In the Tall Grass. It's set in uh, tall grass, and you're like, well, this is going to be <laughs> visually very boring to watch. Mm-hmm. And then, right, Vincenzo adds all of his like Italian flourishes. Totally, yeah, and, and it makes it like a like an interesting watch. You know, mm-hmm. it makes it a little. Uh, I mean, it, in our country, we call them Easter eggs. Um, but I think in Italy, <laughs> they don't have Catholicism in Italy. What do they call <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, right. They, well, they don't have the Easter egg the oh, way okay. that we have it. You know, they have they have their Catholicism just just fine. But it's more of like a uh, yeah, like uh, instead of hiding Easter eggs, they hide uh, cherry tomatoes. Um, oh, <laughs> that they're yeah. There's no and money involved. They just make a nice just, caprese afterwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, moving (laughs) right along. Yeah, thank God, that's the thing. We couldn't do uh, Bobby Mamone roundtable with Vincenzo and uh, Javier Bardem. We had to do something else entirely. (laughs) We had to talk about the film. Right. We didn't want to waste anybody's time with that. Yeah, that'll be like another, that's like the $10 tier on Patreon. So you get that roundtable, right? That's actually a good idea. Yeah, we should we should create a ten dollar tier, and if enough people do it, we'll release it, and then they can go back to the five dollar tier. How long do you think uh, that roundtable conversation should last? I think it should be scripted. I don't think it should last a longer a second longer than it uh, needs to. Absolutely needs to. Sure. Yeah. Um. So okay, our our group of people now, um, they're. Uh, they're being chased by uh, by Ross, and then they find like wow, the, much like Rachel, huh? Hey, um, yeah. they run into the, the building that they were walking to earlier, um, which is like this old uh, abandoned bowling alley. Um, they get there and um, they start getting into like an argument, and this is where like um, you know Cal, Becky's brother Cal hates Travis because Travis ditched her and, you know, uh, he and wanted her to get an abortion and right. He wanted her to get an abortion. And he, he, he actually, the line is like when he's explaining why he yeah, hates it's Travis so like much weird, he says he wanted you to get an abortion for your own baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's typically you're not getting abortions for other people's babies. Um, <laughs> But again, this is a uh, this is a pro life movie, so maybe they didn't quite understand what abortions were. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it pro life? Actually, the more I'm thinking about it, uh, do you not think that it's a uh, pro life? Well, it's I don't know. It's uh, I mean, what's the, it? the I mean, like I, how- she was gonna have the baby. I mean, the her uh, 
her getting an abortion was re- is only Travis's idea. It doesn't seem like she was ever going to go along with well, that. No, she was kind of like she was like I almost did it, but I got scared. Oh. So like it seems like she wanted to. And actually, as I'm thinking about it, Cal is Cal and Ross seem like the pro life ones, right? Like Cal yeah. wants the baby alive because he's a um, aspiring sister fucker. And right. there's something he thinks maybe he can be the kid's dad eventually. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like the um, whole- it seems like he, it does seem like he wants to be the surrogate father for the baby. Right. Which and is, then, um, but they oh, are, sorry. they're driving out to, uh, where was it? San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. yeah. They're driving to San Diego because, uh, there was a family that wanted to adopt the baby. So she was, I think she's like six months pregnant. So she was going to go out there. They began the, the three month drive out to San Diego. <laughs> right. I mean, buddy, you get, you get caught out in that tall grass. It'd be, you know, you're gonna, three, you're gonna, three you're months. Be grateful. Yeah. For all three of those months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Cal is never going to like uh, be the baby's father. He, but he is like every time she like winces or like has like the baby kicks or whatever. Cal is like super attentive to the point where it is like it's a little weird, buddy. It's extremely weird. Like before they reveal that they're brother and sister. Yeah, there's a a shot of him looking at her. Yeah. Right, like right in the beginning, where you are, you're just straight up like, oh, they're they're like boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the whole time, I honestly, before it w- became clear that they were brother and sister, I thought that it was like he was like the I'm gonna say friend zoned friend. Who's yeah, just I thought the, that too. You know, who's just like you know, I've always loved this you know girl, and I've I you know, just trying to help her, and maybe then. Then she'll, and you know maybe if she wants to throw me a little yeah uh, maybe if she kicks know, it down to me I would accept <laughs> yeah you know I wouldn't uh, and then it's know. like oh we're brother and sister and you're like oh that's uh, that's <laughs> gross 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 buddy <laughs> but um, but Travis yeah, so, calls that out at the bowling alley he's like you're like just shy of wanting to fuck your sister yeah he uh, th- he says like you're in love with your sister right. Um, and also then to Becky later, he's like, I think your brother loves you a little too much. Yes. Um, (laughs) very weird, but yeah. So I, I just, just to put a button on it, I am kind of rethinking my stance that this is an anti-abortion movie just because Mm -hmm. of like Cal's position on things. And then also Ross is like basically trying to bring the baby to term, uh, in order to feed it to the tree and then, or feed it to the grass and then to her kind of right. Like, right. We'll get to that weird birth scene. The dream kind of thing. Is it a dream? I don't know. You know what? It might not be a dream. You're right. It's really hard to say, but yes. So, uh, so, uh, at the bowling alley, um, let's see, Travis, you know, they fix his arm. Um, but Ross, Ross follows him there. Um, he's trying to break in, they climb up onto the roof and they're looking, they see, so there's a, uh, Tobin has this dog as well. Mm, Freddy. Right? Freddy, the dog who we see a dead version of Freddy earlier. And then there's an Freddy's alive dead. Right. Like the, uh, part six of nightmare on Elm street. Correct. Um, this is a companion piece. <laughs> right. Uh, while they're up on the roof, though, the dog is down on the ground, and they see the dog like go behind like some grass that is 
like grown through the pavement and they see the dog pop out like onto the street somewhere and he's like walking away. So they're like, Oh, there's like a hole, like a, a, like a whatever, a wormhole or something over here. And we could get over there. And as they're doing this, they're like at the edge and Travis uh, slips and Cal grabs him. And, uh, you know, they just had this fucking argument like a second earlier. And mm-hmm. Cal's like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to kill you without anybody seeing. And then he drops Travis and Travis falls to the ground. We think dead. Um, that's when. So, uh, you know, Ross gets up on the roof. Um, Cal and Becky run away. And Becky's like, where's Travis? And Cal's like, he's right behind us. And then they get they get outside and he, she's like, no, we can't leave Travis. And he's like, why? Why do you care so much about him? He didn't care about you. He left you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and Becky's like, what did you do? You did something. I know you did something. And he's just like, I love you so much, babe. Um, <laughs> can I call you babe? Can I, yeah, is that okay? Is that cool? Um, and then, right, so... Uh, uh, what uh, Ross? Uh, yeah, Ross chases Cal down, and he says something about like, um, you know, you what you're probably thinking like, what if you went left instead of right or straight? But here's the thing, Cal, you went every direction, and I catch you every time. And then we like the the camera like pulls out, and there's just like piles, like a pile of like Cal's. Yeah. Old, old well, dead bodies. It's, it's really cool. It's like, so there's freshly dead Cal with right. Ross, like kind of still on top of him and the camera. Yes. It, um, it's sort of like a dolly shot back and away from them. And basically like we see slightly more and more decomposed cows. Right. Yes. It's, it's pretty good. It like pretty it really good. is like, see, like they're in sequence like that. Yes. Um, I liked that part a lot. Yeah. That uh, might not to spoil anything. That uh-huh. might be my shiny moment. Hey. Um, then we get the, like the that scene where like um, Travis uh, Travis isn't dead. Uh, he wakes up. He's like uh, he's on the ground over by the bowling alley. He runs into the grass trying to find Becky. The tall grass. That's right. Yes. Um, and there's that scene where they're like talking to each other and they're like, they reach through the grass and they're like hands, the tall grass, the tall grass. Okay. Yeah. Just make it, just no, make no, it. Sure. You're right. You're right. Um, and just as their fingers are about to touch as they're, they're long finger. Sorry. Last one. <laughs> last one. Um, Ross pops out of the grass, the tall grass. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. There you I, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is when it starts raining. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, oh no, I was right. Ross. So Ross pops out of the tall grass and he's like, this is when he gets like, uh, very creepy. And he's like, what would it be like if I, uh, had sex with you right now against your will without you wanting me to, is that something that I could get away with right at this moment? (laughs) And so it almost takes a, like, a. I mean, it is a creepy thing, but it almost gets a little too much. And then, uh, Becky grabs like this, this little like pair of scissors that she has on her and stabs him in the eye. Um, pretty, pretty good shot. Um, and this is when she like, it starts raining and she starts like running away. And this is when she starts, she sees the grass people. 
um, the people who have grass for a head. Um, and they, they take her and carry her to the big rock. And they're like, um, you know, they want her to give birth right there. They want it to be like, I don't know if it's like a sacrifice kind of thing with a baby, probably. Um, but then there's this shot, okay, where the ground opens up. So, like, Becky is laying on the ground. She's having, like, uh, contractions or whatever. And uh, the ground opens up, but like, between her and the rock. So, there's a big hole that opens. And the camera sort of, like, goes down in the hole. And you see underneath the rock, the rock has roots. And as it goes, there's this wall of, like, people that have, like, that are, like, uh, like all twisted up within the roots and the mud and all of this. And it's like, I don't know, it seems like hundreds of people going like all the way down this hole. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty cool shot. I like that a lot too. Yeah. The way the people sort of, um, right. Blend in with the roots. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's when we the get band, the roots is down there also They're right among the people, yeah, which helped have, the blending. Yeah. Right. Quest, quest love. Yeah. Quest love. Uh, the rest of the roots are um, down there as well. Is Black Thought, is that his name? I don't know. I can, yeah. I, let me make sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then, yes. then we get like this weird sort of like, uh, it, it, I think it is a dream. It, Cal, like, uh, Cal is there and he's like, I, you know, your baby is here and uh, she's very healthy and whatever. And and she's like, uh, yeah, she, she hasn't eaten. She hasn't drank any water or whatever. So he's like, he starts feeding her and... Uh, She's like, what am I eating? And he's like, it's just grass. You're eating grass and seeds. You know, we've, uh, you know, our uh, people have been eating grass for hundreds of years. And uh, she's like, it doesn't taste like grass. And there's like blood everywhere. And it's, he was like, you know, pulling the baby apart and like feeding her mm-hmm. the baby. Uh, again, I'm beginning to think this is more of an anti-abortion film, than a pro-abortion <laughs> film. Um. So Travis um, makes his way around through the tall grass to the rock and sees Becky on the ground, and uh, she is she is dead again. She is dead. Um, and Damn, dude! Yeah, Women like, be dying twice. Huh? Yeah, she she just keeps on dying. Um, and uh, yeah. So hold on, what happens to? forget what happens to fucking Ross here. Um, cause she, Oh yeah. Okay. So once, um, so Travis finds Becky dead on the ground. Right. And, and then Tobin shows up and he's like, I'm sorry, you know, and, um, you know, there Tobin is scared. Uh, and Travis is like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And that's when Ross like pops out from the tall grass again, he stabs Travis with like a broken piece of bone that he in his other eye. Yeah. Well, no, he stabs Travis in the stomach and then, Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Travis. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. Bad. And then, yes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he starts wailing on Travis and then Travis, uh, like grabs like something sharp and stabs him in the other eye. So now <laughs> Ross is blind, um, from having both of his eyes stabbed out. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. The shades um, of, um, the guy from Mr. Mercedes season three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then, uh, not Ross, uh, Travis 
grabs like a large clump of tall grass and uses it to choke um, Ross to death. Mm. Like he just wraps it around his throat and chokes him out. Um, and that's when we see. Uh, so uh, right. So Travis at this point he's like, um, total. Like there's nothing. You know his. Uh, you know this. His girlfriend is dead. The baby is dead uh, all of this like horrible shit has happened now um and uh and uh, travis goes and he touches the rock and we see like um like like there's this overhead shot of like the rock and like uh you see all of these like uh red sort of uh like trails and things like bursting out from there and travis grabs uh tobin's hand and he walks him through the grass and he says, don't let them come into the, the field. Right. And he plops him down and, uh, put it, puts Tobin like through again, like a wormhole or something puts him into the church that was across the street. Um, and then, so Tobin walks out and he, he tells them not to, not to go in there. And he sees Cal and Becky and it's them from the beginning of the story. And tells them not to go in there. That and Travis gave uh, Tobin like this necklace or whatever. Um, and Becky has the necklace, and the one that Tobin has is the same one, and it's covered in blood. And he's like, Travis gave this to me. Don't go in there. So they they just don't. They just turn around. They go back home, and we're left with. And so it's Cal, Becky, and Tobin that drive off, and that's uh, that's it and travis That's pretty much it yeah Tra- so we're and then travis like he sees them like drive off and he's like okay like i i sacrificed myself so they could live and now like and then he's all like he's guess stabbed. i'm a grass guy now yeah and he lays down and he just basically like he dies out in the field right and um the grass sort of like consumes him becky and cal also decide to go back to Back where to where they, they came from. It, yeah, or Kansas City or something. Something like that, yeah. Um, which implies that Becky is going back to be with... Travis. Travis. Yes. yes. Because this... Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, okay. I'm because landing more... Travis, the Travis that we've been following throughout this whole movie, he went looking for them because they had been missing for one month. Yes. At that point. Yes. So, um, yeah. So the more I'm mulling this over, the more I am I like, this is anti-abortion propaganda. Right. Uh-huh. It's like, cause there's also that part when they're in the tall grass. You yeah. remember that part? Sure. Um, <laughs> where Becky and like Travis sees that Becky is like showing or whatever. He's like, Oh, a baby. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's a girl. He's like, you, it's a girl. Hmm. It has a, it has a sex. And she's like, yeah, I was going to name it Jenny. And he makes like a face. She's like, what? And he's like, no, it's, I like it. It's old school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're just realizing the virtues of parenthood. Right. And not, and not waiting until you're ready. Um, (laughs) Right. Doing it while you're still in a band. But that's also complicated, right? Because like, right. Um, Cal is like, 
Yeah, I quit that shit, raised my family, and now Ross, I... Ross, but yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I meant, Ross. And yeah, I, I was in a band. I gave that up to uh, have a family, and now I'm in love with The Rock. I do what The Rock tells me. <laughs> right, I do now bidding. I fuck this rock. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's a, I guess it's a little more complicated. I did find a review of this movie that is firmly on the side of it being anti-abortion propaganda. Mm -hmm. Um, and their sort of like synopsis of their logic for this. Yeah. Um, is that the characters have to over go through the horror over and over again until of killing um, the baby until they decide not to kill the baby. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eating the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a true fat bastard moment. <laughs> <laughs> he ate a baby. Yeah, not your. Oh, uh, you know, Dan. What we I, we should have said this in the beginning. I'm sorry that this is my fault. Um, fat bastard is credited as one of the writers on this <laughs> uh, in this movie here. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, well, the, it's interesting. I found an earlier draft of the script uh-huh. where Travis gets to the field and he's like, you guys didn't show up in San Diego for three years, which is long enough to declare legally did. <laughs> right. Because Fat Bastard Fast hasn't seen is, his willy in three years. That's right. Which is long enough to declare legally did. You're right. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Well, right. Vinc- Vincenzo Natale. uh that movie cube came out in 97. I think, uh, the first Austin powers movie came out around the same time. Yeah. So, so they, they would have been prob- going to the same parties. You right. Know? And like fat Bastard was probably there. He wasn't in the movie yet. He was in the sequel, but like he knew that he was going to be there and they probably, yeah. I, it's like, like, I'd love to have you in, in, in my cube movie, but I think right. you're too fat to fit in the damn cube, sir. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> and he's like he gets it i mean he's like his name is fat bastard he knows what he's about you know but it, it, i you know their friendship has lasted so long it's just nice to see that they got to work together on something yeah we we, we were talking you know as we're talking about um midnight mass on the patreon we're talking mm-hmm. about flanagan and his guys you're right Yes. Vincenzo Natale's, one of his guys, is Fat Bastard from Austin Powers 2 and 3. Right. Yeah. Is he in 3? No, he's just in 2. Uh, no, I think he... Is he in 3? Hmm. Fat Bastard filmography. <laughs> I'm Googling it. Yeah, I, I think that he's in 3. I think that's where he oh, yeah, loses he is. weight, right? Like, at the end of that movie, he's like... He says yes. that him and Jared he, from Subway are best friends and they hang out all the time. Yeah, there's a there's another guy who will not eat a baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Moving right along. <laughs> here's what I'll tell you about this show. It's not that kind of show. No, sure. it's not it's not that kind of show. Um all right, so uh that is in the tall grass. Dan. Hmm. Do you wanna get into segments you know what rob it feels like it's been 10 years since we've done a segment let's get into the tall segments all right here comes oh that hurt my parts okay tall parts (laughs) oh that hurts my parts this is oh that hurts my tall parts (laughs) um (laughs) as Uh, rob muttered in his library voice (laughs) Dan, what hurt your parts about this here film? 
I mean, honestly, this is a dumb gripe because it's just can't be avoided. But the amount of people yelling each other's names really started to wear on me by minute 20, honestly. Yeah, I could see that. I'm trying to remember how I felt about this movie the first time I watched it. I think I was not as into it the first time. Um, The fact that you're into this is so fascinating to me. And I guess we'll get into it. I can't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying like this is not a top tier movie. I don't think it's necessarily good, and I couldn't I couldn't really recommend it to anybody. But I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I was reading reviews about this on like on uh, IMDb and on Letterbox, and people were like giving like one star, one and a half stars, and stuff, and saying how like stupid the movie was, which like I don't disagree with like it is like it's a dumb movie i get that but like at the same time it's called in the tall grass like what the fuck are you expecting walking into this (laughs) you know um i I don't know for to me it again it just seems like one of those like uh it's a kind of a silly movie it's low budget um you know i could if you put like an 80s like filter on this and you told people that it was from 1985 yeah i think they would i think this would be like some i think this would be people's like favorite movie of all time i think right you know you know what especially like i i feel like one of the things that makes it feel very 80s b movie which we didn't really get into yeah. are the sort of like montage sequences where you just see like shots of crows and like blood flowing through yeah like just like Right, liquid. Like weird, weird CGI sort of like yeah, where like the and, sky and turns even, blood red and yes, yeah. it even does that thing where like um, it's slow mo but at a normal frame rate. Yes, yep. You know, um, so you get that like choppy look. Yes, that all feels very kind of like eighties Stephen King movie actually. Definitely. So, um, so wait, uh, you, what hurt your parts the most was when everybody would just kept calling each other's names. The whole movie, yeah, I guess is what hurt my parts. Um, yeah, that and I mean, what hurt my parts? I know we we usually early on in the show we had this whole thing about how like sexual assaults are automatically the number one sure. hurt part. You know, I just that part where uh, Ross says like. He says something to the effect of like, uh, uh, how would you, how would you feel if I was inside you, or like something about feeling me inside of you, or whatever? Yeah, it's and very graphic. It's very graphic and really out of nowhere because up until that point, uh, he hasn't been like, you know, there has they haven't like right. established any sort of like creepiness between him and her. Um, I don't know. It just it, that all that just, it felt like it came out of nowhere, and then it goes nowhere. Also, it, totally. It just feels That's like, like totally we were unnecessary. Yeah, we were joking about like Vincenzo Natale like putting a sandwich in the movie and all that as like, but like him randomly inserting like a sexual assault element is like yeah. very Italian. Yeah. I- <laughs> I mean, also there's like, there is a, there are like weird things like that where like, um, there's also just like a very, it looks like it's meant to be sexy shot of like Laisla de Oliveira's leg. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? It's like her leg brushing up against a wet blade of grass and then a single bead of 
yeah, do yeah, yeah. like runs down her leg. It's weird because it's so not the rest of the movie. Right. Yes. And, and like, it, it just like it adds nothing. She's not really written as like a sexualized character. No, she's not. But, but like, I don't know. It, it makes for Despite me it being makes pregnant. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> there's an inherent <laughs> sexuality to that, I suppose. Um, uh, to me, it just it the whole thing with Ross being like a like a sex creep. Yeah. Uh, feels like it comes out of nowhere. Right. Now, it's very unearned. If, I mean, not that I get, uh, you know, I don't think they needed any of this, but if, if it was Cal being a weird sex creep towards Becky, his sister, I, I don't think it belongs in the movie, but it makes more sense leading up to it. You know? Yeah. My kind of like my big, like one of my one of the things I was most surprised by by the end of this is that Cal gets to live. Like right. he's such a villain. I know, but I mean the I guess the um, you're left kind of feeling like Becky is going to go back with Travis and hopefully and Cal's going to have to how, write, he's a, gonna write have, it in yeah. his fucking diary or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> dear diary, <sighs> my my sister touched my arm today and butterflies in my tummy. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's what hurt our parts, but it wasn't all What does all she bad. see in that Travis guy? He's not even her brother. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. they didn't even play together when they were infants. <laughs> they didn't oh. even take baths together when they were children. All right. <sighs> okay. Um, right, but it wasn't all bad, Dan. No, of course not. There were some shining moments. Oh. I'm glad we can uh, jump right into... Hit the cue! Danny! This is Danny. This is Danny. See it? Right down there on my screen. That's right. Danny. (laughs) There it is. Um, Okay. Shining moments. Rob, you're so sweet on this film. What really shined for you? I mean, when Natalie gets her head crushed, that's pretty good stuff. That's kind of How do you beat that? (laughs) <laughs> it's, i mean that's but you know what um honestly my favorite part my favorite shot was um down in the, like under the rock down that hole when all the bodies were like tangled up in the roots and stuff mm-hmm. um sort of showing like the uh the legacy of this field and rock how it's been like consuming people for you know centuries yeah. or whatever um I, that part i really liked well you double dipped I know. I doubled. I said only two good parts. No, no, no. I'm I'm committing to the the hole in the ground and the 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 other thing. I know. That that leaves me with nothing. No, I'm committing to the hole in the ground, the the people in the roots. You can you can take the the woman getting her head crushed, Dan. Okay. All right. Well, you already said so. Let's just move along. (laughs) All right. You know my shining moment. Was that? It was Patrick Wilson's lovely singing voice. Yeah, singing the Midnight Special. Beautiful vibrato. He's got a great yeah. vibrato. Real strong. Yeah, it, was, it was nice. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. just his general look. He looks incredible in this movie. Yeah. Got to My other up. shining moment was uh, watching this movie while eating a big old plate of gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my shining moment was when we did our little Italian voices, our little Mario voices for 15 minutes. 
Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Moving right along. I suppose that brings us to King Tropes. Oh. King Tropes. If you said it before, you just say so. We'll add it to our running list of King Tropes. Why are all the children always evil? Why so many one letters for people? He wanted to. Why are all the children always evil? He wanted to. Why so many one letters for people? He wanted to. Why there always going to be a greaser? He wanted to. You just need to trust this guy's go-to plotline device. I drive a great distance just to die. Just to die. King Tropes. Um... I got to say, one thing I did like about this, and you mentioned it being sort of reminiscent of an 80s horror movie generally. Yeah. I felt like this thing is just fucking lousy with King Tropes in a way that we kind of haven't had in a while. Yeah. It sort of seems like uh, this, uh, like a a piece of candy that rolled around on the ground (laughs) and just a bunch of stuff got stuck to it. King Tropes got stuck to it. Yeah. 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 You know, like, okay, we got a field <laughs> where, like, you know, you have the, the definite parallels between, like, Children of the Corn and the tall grass itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have, like, you have the, the sort of like family at the end. Right. Yeah. You have the surrogate family at the end. You also have the surrogate family in the middle when Ross is like, we're a family now. <laughs> right. He's like, our two right. families are a family. Right. Got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, he's basically stating, like, moving forward, we're all family here. And that means, Cal, you'll be into this. We get to fuck each other. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what else? Uh, let's see. Somebody, um, similarly, mean, kind of also in the Children of the Corn vein, a spooky abandoned church is our setup. Definitely. Um, People seeking refuge in an abandoned business. Yes. Driving a great distance just to die, which they do over multiple times. Yes, <laughs> right. yes absolutely. <laughs> Wait, Driving I mean, a great distance just to live if you're that unborn uh, fetus. That's right. I want to emphasize fetus here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not a, not a baby. Not, um, a, not a person. Yeah. Just a fetus. What else? What else we got here? Um. I swear, man. I swear there's more. I mean, ah, okay. So the, I think the limericks fall into the category of like corny King style jokes that absolutely people just say and say. Right. Um, yeah. I mean like that might be it. Um, Oh, I got, I I got one. I got one. Yeah. Well, here's one for you. Okay. Monsters who at the center of their faces just have voids. Oh, who else are we thinking of here? Pennywise. Oh, deadlights. Those deadlights. Bit of a void, huh? Yeah. They have. Yeah. yeah, So it's just a. We didn't really get into it, but the grass people, the center of their faces are just like sort of nothing. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. It's sort of a grass hole, isn't it? <laughs> Which brings say. us to our next segment. Uh-huh. Uh Dan. Uh Where was Slimer? Oh. Where was Slimer? This is Where was Slimer? No, Rob. Did you see Slimer, Dan? 
Um, did I see Slimer? I saw, I saw Slimer went pop out of poor Natalie's head when uh, Ross crushed it. Oh sure, yeah, <laughs> bit of slime in there for sure. Yeah. Um, Pretty. I goofy. think I saw him goofing around with the trapped souls under the rock. Oh yeah, yeah. He was sort of he's looking for hot dogs and what have you. I, I at the when they were at the abandoned bowling alley, I could have sworn I saw him in the background, like rummaging through like an old uh, refrigerator vending machine. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know when you know when I saw Slimer, I'm just remembering. Oh, was that? Um, he momentarily chases after Freddy, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Wait a second, that's not a hot dog. That's a regular dog." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he goes right, about he came his to business. his senses, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, "What am this I?" Was- he he said, "What am I doing? I lost. I've lost myself completely." And this is where it was Slimer. I've lost the thread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suppose now that we have pinpointed Slimer in our film this week, mm-hmm. it's time for our penultimate segment, IMDb. This isn't fair, but this is IMDb, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score on IMDb.com. Rob, I swear yeah. to you. I swear to you. Where the hell is the number of people who rated this fucking movie? 58,000 souls. It's a lot. Yeah. 58,000 squirming tree root souls. <laughs> yep. Logged on to IMDb.com. Mm-hmm. And awarded in the tall grass a weighted average user score of 5.4 out of 10 stars. What do you think? I disagree. I, listen, um, it's wow. not a masterpiece by any means. But I I couldn't go any higher than like a 6.5. Okay. Um, Are you willing to go that high today on King Me? I'm going to say it's a The six. official Stephen King movie podcast. No, I'm going to say it's an even six. I know like the difference between a 5.4 and six is not much, but I don't think it's nearly as bad as everybody says that it is. And like I said, like I think this is just like a fun sort of dumb B movie. Has some like cool shots in it. Some like I like the whole uh, uh, messing with time and like the repeating uh, aspect of it. So for me, it's a, it's an even six. I think it's fine, and it can be fun to watch. It can be. It can be if you it, you know if you go into it with like you know not expecting like a masterpiece or anything, but just you know whatever. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? I I mean I agree with your logic, but I just don't. I don't know. It was fine. I I think what is kind of disappointing about it is like. The I think the setup for this movie is so great. Like, mm-hmm. well, yes. once you realize, like, once you realize we're in necessarily, a, yeah, that's the thing. It's like very high concept. Like, once you get into time loop territory, things can get kind of like messy in a hurry. I don't even think the logic gets like super messy or convoluted. I think they're. I actually think Vincenzo Natale is very smart not to try to over-explain the yeah. logic like well, the right, only yeah. <laughs> the only rule we really get is that the field moves you around and that dead things don't move right, right. so yes. there's that um 
which is like a, a funny saying out of context, I suppose, right? <laughs> Dead things don't move. Right. So I like that. I just think like overall entertainment value, 5.4 feels really fair to me, actually. It's like, okay, it's fine. I've felt worse. I've probably felt worse about things and given them higher scores than this. But me right now tonight, this mm-hmm. version of me... Mm-hmm. That you will, I'm sure, smush my head and make Caprese shoot out my eye holes. <laughs> that version of me says 5.4. And maybe after you do that, I'll learn my lesson and bump it to a six. Right. But for now, that's me. That's All me. Right. I'm Mr. 5.4. Yes. Um, there, oh, shit. I thought there was. Oh, one thing I did want to mention, actually, before okay. we wrap up. And again, of course, we don't talk about the book on King Me. Of course. Unless you go to our Patreon.com slash KingMePod, sign up $5 a month. You get to hear us talk about all kinds of books, but don't Right, right now, on, yeah, we're, we're doing, uh, we're, we're on our show, Greedy Little Book Boys. On, we are this. reading you got Salem's Lot. Yes. Yeah, we are. So we just but put here we our first episode last week. And to rave reviews. Yeah, and this people week, are loving these. This coming Tuesday is going to be part two. So guys, jump on board. After oh, yeah. Salem's Lot, we're going to do another book. We're going to do Dreamcatcher, one thousand pages of Just nonsense. Kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we don't talk about the book, but right. I do feel compelled to mention that, like, you know, we've talked about the possible anti-abortion takeaway yes. from this movie. I want to say that the plot of the book seems to play out way, way different. Um, okay. It sort of ends without resolution. No one really escapes. It's just like more people come to try to find the characters who I think all have died by the end of it. Uh-huh. Uh, or touch the rock, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just want to point that out. Um, also think it's... <laughs> There's a very funny quote from uh, the from Vincenzo Natale um, when he talks about like why he wanted to adapt this. Mm. He says, who would think that grass could be frightening? <laughs> Trust Stephen King and Joe Hill to find a way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So it is, it is one of those do things. You hear that? Like, I do. What is that? I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what Paige is doing out there. She's just like banging around shit. Oh man. I hope it it's sounds like she's grass. <laughs> No, it sounds like she's got a ladder or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like clickety clack out there. Huh. Um, no, I told you not to make noise when I'm recording King I'm movie recording Stephen King podcast. No, you don't understand. It's the official Stephen King movie podcast. It's the official podcast of King Me Baby. In the tall grass. <laughs> By Vincenzo Natale. <laughs> Everyone was laughing at my Italian voice and then you interrupted it to talk about that. Um, no, it does oh, seem pathetic. like one of those things where Stephen King's like, "What if the, what if a dog was evil? What if a, a car was evil?" And and he's just totally tapped. <laughs> We're getting out into now. Fred Snyder like, ter- territory yeah. again. <laughs> what if the grass was evil? <laughs> her brother fed her her baby. <laughs> 
Rock. What if there was a Grass rock? and seeds. <laughs> what if there was a big rock lobster? Oh, there we go. It was a rock monster. There we go. All right. Well, that feels like a, a good, t- this feels like a good time to get to our final segment, mm-hmm. Shows Over. Shows Over. Thank you, dear listener. Oh, thank you. And and once again, if you want more King Me content, mm-hmm. head over to kingmepod.com at patreon.com. And who wouldn't, really? Right? This was a delight for you. I bet you, you got to fill the void somehow, right? It might as well be your boys. Yeah. If you, uh, you can also, um, follow us, stay up to date on our little goings on, on our social media. We're twitter.com slash King me pod, facebook.com slash King me pod. Our Instagram is King dot me dot pod. Cause we forgot the login for King me pod. <laughs> and that's true. But we're also yeah. King me pod on TikTok, TikTok. Uh, yeah. King me podcast. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. King Me Podcast, where where we will be posting clips from our our video uh, uh, yeah. streams here. Get a little um, taste of the bonus show on there too. Yeah, guys, uh, definitely rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. Yes, um, you know Spotify it, too. That's cool. Yeah, Spotify. Just drop a drop a nice comment. If you uh, if you write it as Stephen King, we'll read it on the air here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, check out the Patreon. Uh, that's about it. I got right? one. I got one more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to the show, congratulations! You've been drafted into the the uh, King Me Street Crew. Your duty. Oh. Anytime someone brings up Stephen King, uh, be like, oh, yeah, I remember they talked about that on King Me. And when they're like, what's King Me? Belittle them for not already knowing. Yeah, you you have to give them their face like, oh, you don't know? Oh. 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 Um, uh, all right. Um, wait, you're I still. Guess, I guess on. I'm you're speaking st- to a moron here. <laughs> yeah, I guess you haven't. I guess you're still, what, listening to Losers Club? I hope not. But uh, all right. We're okay, the only buddy. Stephen King podcast. And That's also right. other stuff now too, like yeah. <laughs> Midnight Mass right now. Okay, right. Um, thank you for um, belittling the people in your life in service of me. No, we do Danny. appreciate that, and and me, Rob, Avon, Gagliari, Steven, then King, King. All right, we're done. <laughs> we are so done. Yes, yeah. I don't know about Tuesday. What should we? What should we do? <sighs> Gonna have to think on this.